So welcome to In Christ Hour. Today's devotion is a beautiful one. Um, just a minute, let me get there. So, um, Fanero Devotion Sunday, the 13th of September 2020, by Apostle Grace Lubega. We are reading from Galatians 4:28. The Bible says, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of the promise. Praise the Lord. You are a child of the promise. You are a child of the promise. Just as Isaac was. And um, the title of our devotion is The Promise and the Birthright. The Promise and the Birthright. And, and the devotion says, Ishmael was the first was the firstborn son of Abraham by ancient laws of inheritance he was entitled to the birthright praise the Lord however as scripture reveals this did not happen rather the birthright was passed to Isaac the younger son that is in Genesis 25 verses 5 why was this so why was this so praise the Lord um, the devotion says, Isaac, like our same scripture reveals, was the son of the promise. Ishmael, on the other hand, was the result of Abraham and Sarah's human effort to fulfill the divine promise, that is Genesis 16:15. What does this tell us about divine inheritance? We sell our birthright, and, and this, this statement is quite important, so listen carefully. We sell our birthright when we try to achieve through our own works what God has promised through His grace, love, and kindness. Praise the Lord. We sell our birthright. We sell our birthright. You know, sometimes we actually don't understand what, what it means to sell a birthright because nowadays when it comes to the issues of inheritance and all that stuff, it, seems to be more like an equality probably if a father has like five children probably he will leave you know the riches probably they'll be divided between the children or they'll come to an understanding of that but in the kingdom of God the firstborn gets the thing the others <laughs> we don't know praise the Lord but this time it's the child of promise gets the deal praise the Lord we see we see the story of Jacob and 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 and, uh, and Esau. Praise God, that because Esau sold his birthright, he could not get the blessing that he deserved, that he actually was supposed to get. And we're going to look at that in in, in uh, other devotions. But there's a scripture I think it's in Matthew that says that that, that the, the children of this world are, have become wiser than the children of of the light. <laughs> Hi, hi, uh, Mrs. King Amir. You know, the children of this world have, have become wiser than the children of light. How is it that they have become wiser? It's because even the children of the kingdom are selling their birthright. We are not taking the places we are supposed to be taking. Praise the Lord. Anyway, let us continue with the devotion. Um, Isaac, uh, sorry, the devotion says, Today we bear witness to a church that has sold its birthright in, uh, in outrightly rejecting the grace by which divine inheritance comes. By teaching the law, we sell the birthright of believers because we tell them 
what they should do in their own to attain what God promised instead of simply receiving these blessings by faith. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ, Romans 8.17. Why then is it that some Christians like, um, live like orphans with no claim to any inheritance? It is because in believing that they must work for, the, for inheritance and for the promises of God, they frustrate the divine order by which blessings come. And what is the divine order by which blessings come? Faith. Praise the Lord. You access all these things by faith. We're going to look at it. It says, God has given you all things that, 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 that pertain to life and godliness. That is 2 Peter 1, 3. It is your part to receive in faith and walk in this grace. Praise the Lord. His name be praised. And every other time, the Bible says, where there is a law, then faith is made void. Simply, as long as you've put it a work of human effort, then there is no need for faith. There is no need for you to believe, for you to get it without uh, human effort. Praise the Lord. So you terminate yourself from receiving the promise, and in henceforth you sell your birthright. Praise the Lord. When we conform to the things of this world, we sell our birthright. When we conform to the law standards of this world, we sell our birthright. That's those, all those are ways of selling our birthright. When we carry a certain mindset that is not of the kingdom, for example, when we are talking about the Babylonian system, the Babylonian system is supposed to put a man under a certain system where that man works so hard but he gets too little. In other words, it puts you in a place where you you put all sorts of all sorts of 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 of, of your effort to do something and you get nothing. Praise God. <laughs> I love the message version of Galatians 2.20. Paul says that I am, I am no longer moved to please God. As in, Paul reached a point where he was dead to please God. He was dead to please God. He looked at himself as one who had nothing to present before God. And he had everything. And he looked at himself as one who had who had to position himself to receive more than to give. Praise the Lord. Anyway, let us continue with the devotion. Uh, the second, the other devotion we are going to read is from, uh, is, is dated 3rd June 2019. Praise the Lord. 2019, uh, we are reading from Genesis 16. Uh, uh, 1 to 2, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Now, you should know that Egypt, Egypt here represents bondage, praise the Lord. And Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. <laughs> Go in unto bondage, praise the Lord, that it, um, it may be that I may obtain children by her. And um, Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarah, praise the Lord. The law is, 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 is bondage. And even when, I think even Galatians chapter 3 talks about it. Galatians chapter 3, it says that the bond woman was, was, was the child of the bond woman and the child of the free woman. The free woman was Sarah. Sarah and the bond woman was, was Hagar. 
and we see uh, Paul bring the allegory of the law and the grace. Praise the Lord. So every time we are under the law, we place ourselves in a place of bondage. We, we are bound. We can't really move to the, to the potential. We can't reach the potential really God has placed for us. Anyway, the title of this devotion is The Principles of the Birthright. Lessons from Abraham. The Principles, from, or the principles of the Birthright. Full colon Lessons from Abraham. The devotion says, uh, from the scriptures, God has demonstrated to us that one can affect their birthright and, pos- and therefore change their position spiritually. Praise the Lord. Abraham's first son was Ishmael, and as the firstborn son, he was entitled to the birthright as the heir, as the heir of Abraham. However, God did not regard him as so. In Genesis 22, God refers to Isaac as Abraham's only son. Of course, he knew that Ishmael, was, uh, Ishmael too was a son to Abraham. So why was this so? Ishmael did not receive the birthright because he was not the son of the promise. He was the result of human effort by Abraham and Sarah to fulfill the promise of God for their lives. Praise the Lord. This means that you can affect your position in the spirit every time you use human effort to affect the word of God over your life. Praise the Lord. Listen, this means that you can affect your position in the spirit every time you use your human effort to affect the word of God over your life. This time we're not even talking about any kind of activity or something. We are talking of the word of God. And for me, I, I, I was thinking about it actually this week. I think yesterday was, I don't know, this week. And um, I was asking myself, so if I found myself in a place where I am doing human efforts, what should I do then? I was asking myself and I, I, I wanted to ask somebody, but I, I definitely asked the Holy Spirit. But God has answered me through today's devotion. If I found myself... Um, for example, giving an example, probably fasting, you find that you're actually fasting through your human effort. What do you do then? Do you stop fasting? Do you, do you continue fasting but this time through grace? And for me, I feel you have to first sit down and understand where your, your efforts Stop. You have to first sit down and, and understand that your efforts go to die. Praise the Lord. Just like uh, Sarah told Abraham that send away the bond woman and the child, you just have to first sit down and send away whatever effort you're putting into that and get to rest. You have to first get to rest. You have to first get rested. Because the place of faith is a place of, of, of rest that we which have believed have entered into a rest and that rest is a grace. Praise the Lord. So you have to first understand. You have to first calm yourself down to first place of rest. If, for example, like people when they get fear and they want to pray in fear. No, you cannot pray in fear. You have to first get to a place of rest and then you pray. Because when you pray in fear, you're going to pray in your own efforts. And that's why you find people that when they are fearful, they pray the most. And because of that, <laughs> they think praying the most, the prayer, the, the fear is going to go away and probably the answer is going to come in. But that is in their own effort. Praise God. But anyway, we don't have enough time, so let us go um, through the devotion quite fast. Um, 
Anyway, the devotion continues and says, the reason we preach the grace of God is because it shows you what God does in and through you so that every success has nothing to do with your human effort but everything to do with the operation of God's ability in your life. For me again, I feel it comes from a place of firstly being broken and humble before God. You have to you have to first get to a place where you be like God. I now don't know. Okay, not that. <laughs> no, not that you actually say that you don't know, but you have to go with the mind of yes, I have done this, but it has not given me a result. So I need to learn. And you know that's why when it comes to places of oh, what is what does it mean to yield to the Spirit? Yielding to the Spirit is you being humble enough before Him. To be taught of him because he cannot teach you when you have your own ideologies of how to do something praise the Lord it has to be the place whereby there's a devotion I like where Papa says it has to get to a place where when you sing that you are the air that I breathe it is really true that he is the air that you breathe that without that air you nothing you die and that's why the Bible says without faith we, uh, sorry, um, we live by, the just shall live by faith. In other words, if you don't live by faith, you die. It is that place whereby even when you find yourselves not believing, you still go back to God and say, without this very faith, without you teaching me how to truly believe, then I am dead. That's humility. That's why he says he gives more grace to the humble. Because pride cannot be in that place. You... Uh, I don't know, I just feel like talking, 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 talking. You being in that very place where you say that, oh God, I think I, I, think I can do it better this time. Where you're like, okay, I think I can please you better this time. No, you need to die to the mind that you can please God through your effort. And that's why, like, again, I'm going to quote Galatians 2.20, the message version. Paul says that I am no longer living a life where I have the mind, I, I, I'm just paraphrasing, but he says I'm no longer living a life where I need to please God. Where I need to please God. That is, that is a place where he's dead. He is dead. He is too dead. That he doesn't live a life where he is checking which one is going wrong and which one is going right so that he can please God and know that no he is just there positioning himself to receive everything that he could get praise the lord i feel like somebody needs this but anyway the devotion continues and says purpose to depend wholly on god as the author and finisher of your faith his name be praised praise god his name be praised so now and again we kill our birthright and by the way the birthright is in the identity Birthright is in the identity. That means every time we lose our identity, that's why I talked of the place of, of whenever we, we, we conform to the standards of the world, we sell our birthright because we are losing our identity. No matter, and you know, that is the thing about the devil. He always wants to make the Christian, um, he always wants to make the Christian conform to a certain identity that is not his. He always wants you to focus on something that is not working so that it can be your identity. He wants you to be so frustrated about that 
weakness, about that job loss, about that disease, for you enough for you to to say that, oh, I think probably this is this is this is me. And so you find a Christian saying, I am an addict, I am I am sick, I am this. That is not your identity. No matter how much he pushes, don't lean in. Don't that you are selling your birthright. For example, we looked at we look at the example again of, of, of Jacob and Esau. Esau comes from a field and he's tired and he's like, I'm about to die, give me, give me your stew. But the question was, honestly, was he really about to die? But somewhere his tiredness had confused him. He, he had convinced him enough that this tiredness was leading to death, yet it was not so. Somewhere, somehow. And then he just sells his birthright and boom, that's it. So it, it, sometimes again it lies in the identity. But again, let us look at another interesting devotion to close this up. Um, it's, it's, uh, this one is dated 15th November 2019. 15th November 2019. We are reading from Genesis 25, 29 to 33. Genesis 25, 29 to 33. The Bible says, And Jacob sowed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore um, was his name called Edom. And uh, Jacob uh, said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? Praise the Lord. And Jacob said, Swear me swear to me this day, and he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. You can imagine, <laughs> Esau said, what profit has this birthright got to me? That's the place where he got familiar with what was upon him. The place where he got familiar with the anointing upon his life. The place where he got familiar with the fact that he's been given too much as a firstborn. But anyway, let us go to the devotion. Uh, the, 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 the title of the devotion is, The Heart of a Nation builder the heart of a nation builder and the devotion says men who sell their birthrights can never build nations praise the lord men who sell their birthrights can never build nations when rebecca was pregnant with her boys esau and jacob the lord told her in her womb were two nations however there is a reason why the nation of israel came out of the loins of jacob has left its mark on, that came out of the loins of, of, of Jacob has left its mark on the books of history and on the pages of eternity. While what came out of Esau has not, there is a reason as, uh, why the scriptures speak of the 12 tribes of Israel but does not speak of the tribes of Esau. Why did, why did, what, come out, why did what come out of Jacob become uh, the great nation that it is? Jacob had the heart of a nation builder. Praise the Lord. Jacob had the heart of a nation builder. The most important character of a nation builder is the respect they have for the birthright and inheritance. Because such men value inheritance. What they leave behind for the generations to come is more than just a story. It is a heritage. Men that value 
inheritance can never butter the future of a nation at the tables of cultural and moral compromise. Men that value inheritance look beyond the personal and selfish needs of the now to what kind of nation their children and grandchildren will live in. Men that value inheritance build their vision of the future. Build with a vision of the future. These are the things that make a nation builder. Praise the Lord. Birthright. Birthright. It reminds me of the scripture that says, Do not forget uh, the landmarks of thy forefathers. Praise the Lord. And even as a generation, we have to still go back to our fathers and get to know their history. Why? Because that is our birthright. We have to go back to church history and know what these men did. Why? We, we get, we inherit from them. We get stuff from them. We have to go back to, to the Old Testament and know how these people did things and the early church, how they did things. And we, we learn from them. That is the importance of history. Even as a nation, you still have to go back to, your, to the founders of that very nation and know how did they build. And so also, as even as we are building, we build according to that very vision for our children to come. Praise the Lord. Because a man leaves an inheritance, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. Praise the Lord. So you don't just leave them with the, 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 the money and all that. The things they should inherit too are your vision, the qualities you had and all that. Oh, our time has gone. Father studies, praise the Lord. <laughs> Father studies. Um, 2 Peter 1.3, praise the Lord. The Bible says, as according to his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to the glory and virtue. God has given us everything and all we just need to do is to believe is to believe and receive. Praise the Lord. We've been given everything. But again, through the knowledge of Him that has called us, without the place of knowledge here, I don't know what you're believing in. Praise the Lord. Then Romans 5, 5-2, uh, 5 says, By whom we also have access, by faith into this grace, wherein we, we stand and rejoice in hope uh, of the glory of God. Praise the Lord. So the promise is ours. The inheritance surely is ours. But we can only access it by faith. And that's why we are children of faith. We cannot live without faith. It is important. It has to be in us. We have to believe until the end. Until the soul is saved. Praise God. Golden nugget. We sell our birthright when we try to achieve through our own works what God has promised through His grace, love and kindness. Praise the Lord. Prayer. Father, I thank you for this word. I receive this truth and embrace it as a reality of my life. Success, growth, and prosperity are easy for me because I received grace. I know that all that I do is not by might or by power, but by your spirit at work in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.